0: I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors, and we're talking Ram Trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. They have a lot to offer.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so.
0: Ram trucks are so versatile, you can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in. Where wherever they go.
1: Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram
0: really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new. TRX which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27 or you can visit us on the web at Chilson.com. Remember let our family take care of your family.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wednesday morning at Wax leading up to Memorial Day weekend. And it's chore time here on the Farm Show on Wax at the shank of the day, baby. Glad to have you along. Bob and Jill here to do the chores as we got a lot of things to do this morning, including tell you about a weather forecast that is wow corn planting is got to be getting uh, after this week we got to be pushing the end of it and it looks like uh, it's going to be warm right up through next tuesday and probably beyond we'll tell you more about the weather forecast but other uh, things going on we got any rodeo tickets left for that merrill rodeo jill
0: well i'm waiting on one address and then i'll have them all sent out
2: all right so thank you folks that'll be going to the uh the rodeo over in Merrill, the week of uh, June, what, 10th, 11th, something like that. we got tickets they sent us for the uh, June 11th show. So, again, we got those handed out. So, thanks to folks that got a hold of us, and we'll get the tickets out to you. If you don't get them, call Jill. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Jill's been <laughs> in charge of that. Also, hey, speaking of tickets, how about a Brewer game? Get tickets to the Brewer's game. Jump on the bus with us. we got a lot of Cubs fans around here. And, of course, uh, many Brewer fans uh, as well. So coming up, it's going to be an afternoon game on Thursday, July 6th. We're going to take a bus from here in Eau Claire, and we're going down to American Family Field in Milwaukee for that ball game. We'll leave here, I think, about 0730 in the morning, something like that, and then get on the bus and get on the road. So come on along. I'll be hosting that bus, too. I love to go to Brewer's games down there at American Family Field. So come on along with us. Don't worry about the driving or the parking or anything else. Just get on the bus. How do you do it? Go to info at waxradio.com. That's info at waxradio.com. That's Thursday, July 6th. It's an afternoon game. The Brewers and the Cubs. And hopefully the Brewers will still be in first place and the Cubs will still be chasing. But uh, good time to see baseball July 6th. All right, other things going on. We'll have more uh, on the planning progress as we move along. Bridget Finke is going to be joining us, our resident attorney from Valley Crossing Law, over in the Baldwin area, talking about more things to think about as far as the operation is concerned. The calf count, where's the calf count at Wilkie Land and Cattle Company? Those cows done yet?
0: No, I'm still waiting on two. So uh, we're at 50, but I got to take 41 pairs out to pasture this last Oh, did weekend. you Really? So me checking is so much easier.
2: Oh, they got to be happier than a camper to be out on that uh, beautiful sunny day grass.
0: Oh, they are just smiling from ear to ear.
2: Ah, that's a good thing. So uh, lots to talk about today. If we get into it, we've got some of our 4-H's around here that have gotten Wisconsin 4-H Foundation scholarships. And those are pretty nice scholarships, too. We'll uh, hopefully have a chance to share the names of uh, those young people who've uh, got... Deserved scholarships. And the weather, oh, it's a pretty nice morning around here. Wax
3: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Nice warm forecast to tell you about that is after today. Kind of cool today. Our weather forecast, Skywarn 13 weather, brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. New 2023 Subaru Outbacks are now available at Chilly at chilsonmotors.com. 67 and partly cloudy today, then down to about 47 overnight. Sun Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 70s. Sun Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 80s. Right now it's 57 in Eau Claire. Cool spots, Thomas 44, Black River Falls is 48 this morning. 57 degrees, we'll look at 67 today for the high. It's about a minute after 5 o'clock on this Wednesday morning. This is 104.5 FM. Claire, that means news time.
4: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Ron DeSantis will reportedly launch his presidential bid with Elon Musk. Musk teased the event that will be on Twitter Wednesday night with Florida's Republican governor, calling it quite an announcement. Musk added this is a first-time-ever event and there will be an unscripted q a DeSantis became governor in 2018 and trails former President Trump by a wide margin in every poll. During a virtual appearance in a Manhattan courtroom Tuesday, former President Trump was warned by a judge that he could potentially be sanctioned if he violates a court order. Brian Shook explains. Trump appeared
5: with his defense team only speaking to say, I do, when Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Juan Mershon asked if he had a copy of the court order. This order bans Trump from speaking publicly about evidence in the Stormy Daniels hush money case. Trump has pleaded not guilty to the charges against him, and the next court date in the case is set for 2024. I'm Brian Shook.
4: The path that the Earth is on for climate change could put 2 billion people at risk with extreme temperatures by the end of this century. Lisa Taylor
6: has more. That's according to research published in the journal Nature Sustainability. The study estimates lifetime emissions of about three and a half average people under current circumstances would expose one future person to extreme heat by the last 20 years of the 21st century. International agreements have set a goal of holding warming under 1.5 degrees Celsius, which would mean the planet would need significant reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Taylor.
4: And the Los Angeles Lakers are hoping to have LeBron James back next season. Both general manager Rob Palenka and head coach Darvin Ham said they will give the 38-year-old superstar some time before speaking about his playing future. James told reporters he has a lot to think about after the Lakers' season-ending loss to the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals on Monday. ESPN reports that James is considering retirement during the offseason. You're listening to the latest from
3: NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once
2: again, no rain in this forecast as it looks like Memorial Day weekend. Going to be one of the best for outdoor activity. Whether it's planting, chopping, baling, whatever you're going to do. Picnicking, fishing. Looks like a good weekend, we'll tell you about it. Thanks to Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new rams right now at Chilson Motors dot com. 67 and partly cloudy today. Should be a, a nice day, just a little bit cooler. 47 overnight, and sun on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well into the 70s. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Looks like it's going to be mostly sunny and highs going to be in the low to mid 80s. Pretty nice right now. The cool spots, Toma 44, Black River Falls 48, Rice Lake is 53, Medford is at 52, Wausau and Marshfield and La Crosse. All at fifty-six this morning. Green Bay's fifty-four. Madison Sun Prairie 53. It's 59 in Milwaukee. And a very pleasant 57 degrees
3: here outside our barn door. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, let's take a look at those markets. Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Seven minutes after five. And Jill, what's the livestock doing this week? Choice fed beef
0: steers are 165 to 175 with mixed at 116 to 164. Choice fed beef heifers are 165 to 180 with mixed at 110 to 164. Choice fed Holstein steers are 146 to 161 with select and silage fed steers 91 to 145. Cows are 84 to 99 with a top of 129. Bulls are 95 to 116. Butcher hogs are 25 to 87 with sows at 15 to 22 and boars at 10 to 12. Unshored market lambs are 155 to 192 with feeder lambs at a dollar to 225. Ewes at 47 to 135. Small goats are 30 to 185. Medium goats are 115 to 315. Large goats are 40 to 380. With nanny goats at 35 to 285.
2: And at the mercantile exchange, livestock futures, cattle mostly lower, hogs were mixed. June live cattle one sixty four twenty seven at the close down seventy seven, August at one sixty two fifty seven down a dollar two, October one sixty seven seventeen down ninety seven, and December cattle one seventy one fifty down sixty two. Feeder cattle, August two thirty three forty seven that's down a dollar forty two, September two thirty six seventy five down a dollar ten, October cattle or October feeder cattle. Two thirty-eight, sixty-seven down eighty-five in November, two hundred thirty-nine dollars even. That's down seventy-seven. Hogs were mixed. June hogs eighty-sixty-seven down a dollar fifteen. July eighty-ninety-seven down a dollar seventeen. August at eighty forty-two. That's up twelve. And October was also up twelve at seventy-two ninety-two. Board of trade was mixed. Of course, we got the holiday come up and the markets will be open on Friday, closed on Monday and then they'll open again Monday evening. But uh, beans there was a fund to sell off, uh, corn is a nervous market planning progress, Chinese cancellations, uh, so the markets are kind of uh, in a flux right now. Overnight July corn down a penny at 576, the oats up 4 at 325, July wheat down 4 at 618, soybeans down 1 to 2 at 1320. Soybean meal for July down a dollar 10 overnight. Four hundred twenty-four hundred five-four twenty-five thirty. Here, can even read my own writing? Barrel cheese unchanged, one fifty-one and a half. The blocks up five and a quarter, one sixty-five and a quarter. Butter down a cent and a quarter, two forty-three and three quarters. May class three unchanged at that sixteen twenty-one. June up twenty-three at sixteen fifty-five. July up eighteen at sixteen ninety-four. August down one at seventeen seventy-two. September down one. 1853. That's the way the markets look this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And again, they do it uh, every morning with us on our markets. We thank the folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. Also, uh, coming up, well, what's going on with those fuel prices? We're going to find out. Today in our Provision Partners program, we go to Isaac Brown, energy specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative, and Isaac, this is Memorial Day weekend. Of course a lot of farmers are gonna be working in the field, but a lot of folks are gonna be driving up and down the highway. And I guess the question they're asking is with oil right around seventy two dollars a barrel, gas prices are three fifty, right around three fifty a gallon. Does that equate or what's the reason for this happening, Isaac?
5: Yeah, I mean, Bob, a lot of that comes down to a few Big key factors. I mean, there's always what's projected seasonal gasoline demand. Uh, they revise those demand forecasts based on how they think people are going to travel this weekend. Um, you know, they talk about anticipational overproduction lower production coming out of OPEC members. You know, in the in the Far East, there. Regardless, you know, I get, we're sitting here in the U.S. Our refineries are cooking along at 92 percent uh, utilization. We're not really. Seeing a justification for this. It's mostly a prediction. And frankly, I think there might be a little bit of profit taking in there when it comes to what we're seeing out of some of our refineries. But overall, I mean, kind of typical for what we see going into the summer.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Profit taking is definitely in that equation, that's for sure. Isaac, let's gear it back to agriculture as far as supply and demand for energy, which we need so much, putting in the crop now, first crop, hay being made. We're going to have, you know, chemicals needed on the farm. We're going to need that. What's the supply and demand situation for our farmers going forward for the rest of this season?
5: Well, I can tell you just from a cooperative uh, look at everything, it's been interesting, to say the least, getting diesel fuel. I mean, terminals are cooking along as fast as they can. we got getting diesel fuel, you know, I mean sometimes eleven, twelve, thirteen loads a day from the terminals. So we're we're uh, really cruising along, and you can see definitely the manure haulers. You know, yeah, guys cutting that first crop hay. I mean, it's um, it's looking like we're really sucking our reserves down right now to uh, to a level where we're probably going to see some price increases. But hopefully, that'll come at a point. When farmers see some relief because uh, they're finished up planting, finished with that first crop hay, hopefully finished with their uh, manure hauling and spreading and everything like that. So, do I do I assume that the price is probably going to increase a bit from here? Yeah, I I I think it's 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 going to you know throughout the summer just um, with the, the heightened demand right now. But hopefully, farmers can find some relief from that.
2: Let's hope so. And, of course, for a lot of folks that use propane for heating and drying crops and things like that, what's the status of propane? What's the crystal ball look like going forward with that? And what's the recommendation for filling up now versus waiting a little later on this summer? What do you think?
5: Yeah, I would I would definitely encourage everyone, residential, egg, commercial, fleets, whatever you are, to... Um, get on it right away, and uh, get your tanks filled up. It's looking like June and July here are going to be the lowest months we're going to see all year. Just like I was talking about with that uh, refinery utilization, Uh, every time you crack a barrel of crude or every time they hydrofrack for natural gas, we end up with propane, and it's kind of a post-cyclical product that we see come from natural gas and crude refining. So when we're cranking away like this right now, We've got a huge glut of propane in the U.S. So prices, we've just been seeing them drop and drop and drop. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're at the lowest we've been in, uh, probably 16 to 18 months right now. Last year was kind of a weird year, um, where, where we saw things just kind of build into the fall. But, but this year I would definitely say is following more of the trend of get your summer fill in June and July and get your tank full and then you know, work with your co-op like us that can book you your propane. So definitely um, throw a shout-out out there to all the co-ops and, uh, and our own as well at ProVision.
2: Good advice. Do it now for those propane tanks. Hey, Isaac, thanks, buddy, and uh, have a good Memorial Day weekend. Perfect. Thank you, Bob. You too. There he goes. Isaac Brown, energy specialist with us this morning on our ProVision Partners Cooperative Program.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And while we were listening to visiting with uh, Isaac, I kind of gave Jill a high and I said, Google oil company profits. What did you find?
0: Well, the big six had a combined profit of $219 billion in 2022.
2: That's uh, some records.
0: They, yeah, that's the biggest record there. Actually, it was a chart and everything. It's never been that high before.
2: So they're making money. Selling, selling gas and it's a barrel of oil at this morning, seventy three dollars. So again, it's just, just frustrating that. Uh, wow, making a lot. Of, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm invested in the wrong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. We should have been
0: invested in something
2: different. Yeah, that's for sure. So again, uh, that's what it is. That's the way the system works. So uh, deal with it. All right, we got some farm news. Crops are going in the ground. We'll take a look at some of our farm news on Wax
3: agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The
2: wheels are turning, Jill. What are they turning into do? That's right. The planters continue to roll
0: across farm fields as US farmers now have 81% of their corn planted, a jump of 16% from a week ago, according to this week's Weeks Crop Progress Report. That's 12% ahead of last year and 6% ahead of the five-year average. Major corn-growing states like Iowa, Illinois, and Missouri have over 90% of their corn in, with Minnesota 80% planted. Even North Dakota, which has been hit with bad weather this spring, jumped 27% in planting pace last week and now has 32% of their crop in. Soybean planting jumped 17% last week, and the farmers now have 66% of the soybeans planted, well ahead of both last year and the five-year average. As with corn, major bean-growing states, Iowa and Illinois, are furthest along with well over 80% of their beans in. Here in Wisconsin, we also made a lot of planting progress last week jumping from 33% of their corn planted a week ago to 66% planted in this week's report. That report also shows 26% of that corn has emerged. Soybean planting also showed a nice increase this past week as 55% of the soybeans are now in across the state, well ahead of last week and our five-year average. State farmers also reported they have 78% of their oats seeded 83% 83% of the potatoes planted, and many reports have say they have also started chopping hay, their first crop hay of the season. Topsoil moisture also continues to be in good shape, as it's rated 88% adequate to surplus, 11% short, and 1% very short, mainly in northern parts of the state.
2: And no rain in the forecast, so uh, we'll continue to plant. All right, coming up, Bridget Finke's is going to join us. We'll hear what she's got to say about uh, time to think about the operation.
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: It's May, and it's time to talk to Bridget Finke, a resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area, about transition and I don't think you're going to be getting many phone calls uh, this month or next month, Bridget, from farmers that say, I want to start a transition plan. They're busy out in the field, but I think it's time they should at least be thinking about transition in the future because uh, over the years we've made a lot of decisions that uh, we should be thinking about.
7: Hey, all that tractor time is a great time to be thinking and ruminating and uh, kicking around thoughts and plans and goals and so while this is certainly not the time of year that uh, folks like to be in my office they've got better things to be doing at this particular point in time um it is a really great time to um be thinking about these things
2: it really is and of course uh, their office now has got wheels under it and they're they're sitting in the cab that's for sure but as far as uh, looking at transition over the years, we've made a lot of decisions that, uh, you know, we probably rehash. And were those good decisions, what we did with our money and what we did with our investments? And the, uh, the thinking about that should be done now. And maybe a note once in a while to uh, talk about it when you do get with someone like yourself?
7: You know, I think there's uh, can be a tendency for folks to think about transition is something we're going to deal with someday and then we're going to go and we're going to fix it and then it's done. And that really ignores the fact that all of your business decisions and financial decisions all along the way are going to influence what options we have when it is time to go ahead and make that transition. So let me give two extremes. Hey, we just did an expansion and we tapped into a bunch of our equity and we are kind of leveraged to the hilt at, at the moment um, because we've got a whole bunch of new bank debt. Oh, and now we want to transition. Well, we don't have a whole lot of room to maneuver for the generation transitioning out if the bank has loan covenants that say, hey, nobody can be pulling more out of the farm than they have been for the last five years without getting special permission because, hey, we want to make sure we get paid back um, before anybody's pulling equity out of here. Opposite side of the equation, we have been working to pay down debt. And we've got, so we've been driving every penny of profit right back into the farm. You know, we're going to get that debt taken care of and be debt-free as close as we can. And then we go to look at the transition. And because we haven't pulled any money out of the operation to have any savings or nest egg built up outside of the farm, well, then, hey, all of mom and dad's equity is tied up 100% in those farm assets. Well, now when we go to transition, we can't talk about gifting things to that next generation because mom and dad need to tap into that equity to be able to live in their retirement. And so any sort of all or nothing or all the eggs in one basket really make it much more difficult for us to um, maneuver and set up that transition plan in a way that makes sense for the generation coming in for the generation coming out and oh by the way for the tax man
2: and as we look at that too Bridget I've heard many operations mom and dad want to retire and like you said they put all their eggs in one basket being the farming operation and You know, normal people, or people off the farm, I should say, retire, and they've got at least some Social Security income. How much are you finding that maybe farmers don't have that Social Security income because they didn't get involved when they were on the farm? Well, I I
7: think one of the sort of... uh, farming practice is, is often that farmers are really not interested in paying taxes. And so a lot of times folks are doing a lot of, you know, planning at the end of the year of buying that piece of equipment or, or you know, prepaying and, you know, to make sure we're not paying any taxes. But the problem is if, if you're not paying tax and you're not paying into that Social Security system, then you're not going to have significant benefit at the time that you retire. And it's easy for that to get more out of hand now. They used to send you a paper statement every year, and you don't get that anymore of what your anticipated benefit is going to be. And so there's often some pretty shocked people when they go to claim and they're getting $700 a month or $1,100 a month. and that's not going to buy you many groceries
2: here in twenty three. No, it's not going to buy many groceries, Ken. But when we get towards thinking about retiring, leaving the farm, leaving it to the next generation, is that too late to do something to make sure we have, as older people, some income to move forward away from the farm?
7: well, it's it's going to I mean, on the social security side, it's really going to depend on your age and and your ability to keep working, um, you know. If you're already 80, well, we're going to have to deal with the cards that we have. Um, But even if, you know, you're just starting to get into that stage where you're thinking about it, you're in your early 60s, there is still time to think about that or think about positioning assets in in a different way. Um, You know, another one of those all the eggs in one basket um, issues becomes those, old 1980s C-Corporations, where it was the smart play from an income tax perspective to put all the farm assets into the C-Corporation. Well, nobody really was thinking about the long-term appreciation of all that land. So, you know, there's a lot of C-Corps that have a lot of, of land trapped in them. Hey, you might want to work on a slow transition of some getting some of that real estate out of those C corporations. So now, mom and dad have an asset that they can rent to the farm as a means of getting them um, more income. So, and whether any of those things make sense for any particular family is going to depend a lot on um, their tax circumstances, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But um, there are certainly things. In ways in which you may reposition the way you hold assets, um, the way your business is structured to help set up a way to provide on ongoing income to that retiring generation. Um, you know, particularly if there's a point in time where they simply can't work for the farm anymore.
2: And again, that's Bridget Finke. We like to call her a resident attorney. Bridget is with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. If you got questions, she said this is thinking time. Uh, you know you're riding in the tractor and uh, you know maybe daydreaming, but thinking about the operation and uh, you know multiple generations of what's going on. If you've got questions, get a hold of Bridget Again, Bridget Finky and she's at Valley Crossing Law. Got other questions about the markets? We'll talk to Rocky. In fact, we're going to talk to Rocky from over to Premier Livestock next right here on Wax as as May Beef Month continues. We'll see how the beefers are selling.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And it's time to check some of those market numbers from this week. And it will be a full week. Monday is next week. Don't worry about that now. Let's go over to Premier Livestock and with you, Rocky Olson joins us. Morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, you all set? You going to take the weekend off, picnic, or something like that with the family? We're definitely going to
8: do something. Oh, haven't boy. decided yet, but we'll oh, definitely
2: boy. do something. Hopefully, it doesn't include a lot of driving. You get enough of that. That's right. <laughs> What's going on this week over at Premier?
8: Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's special monthly dairy heifer auction shaped up. We sold over 400 head of dairy heifers. Uh, on a strong market, most year your open heifers selling from $1.20 to $1.75 per pound. We sold top opens up to $1,325. Top shortbread heifers up to 1700 Next monthly special heifer sale will be June 27th. Today, Wednesday, we get another dairy cattle auction with three herd dispersals. Herd 175, organic cows, certified grass-fed. Uh, Holsteins, Red Holsteins and Crosses, and then we got two tie Stall herds, also several other reputation consignments of fresh cows and springing heifers. Uh, we're also got a nice load of registered Swiss springing cows. Uh, have a fancy Red Holstein bull, big enough for cows, deep pedigree on him, and we got a nice registered Swiss bull. All the details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715-229-2500. Reminder, uh, machinery auction is going to be coming up June 17th. Uh, guys, our deadline is next week, Saturday. So that's going to be June 3rd. We're going to have a deadline on the equipment. So get that equipment in. We're taking equipment here six days a week. Um, just let us know if you got stuff coming. But, yeah, it's going to be a big sale. We're looking forward to it um another note like said we obviously be closed monday we'll be open uh we'll be open though to receive livestock on monday uh from noon to 8 p.m and note on tuesday we will start an hour earlier uh we will sell calves at 10 o'clock so the first run of calves will be at 10 o'clock we'll also have feeder cattle next tuesday it'll be a big sale so that's the way things are shaping up bob
2: all right sir well you and enjoy the little cooler day today so uh It'll be okay. I, I think we could use a shot of rain, though, don't you?
8: I uh, I think it's getting to that point. When you get down some of these gravel roads, you might have to pull over to let the guy go away ways in front of you.
2: I know it. It's uh, it's pretty dusty, that's for sure. Have a good one, Rocky. You too. There he goes. That's Rocky Olsen over at Premier Livestock in
3: withy. For those who work in Acres. Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. May
2: beef month continues, and let's get over to the weather room and see uh, what kind of weather we're going to have as we get to the end of May Memorial Day. Mike Dandrea is with us, courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. You've been making hay. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot of it getting made, that first crop. I, they said, I saw a bunch of it down already this past Saturday up uh, north of Bloomer and uh, boy this is this is hay and weather down and up with a, it's gonna dry nice little breeze out there wow good stuff
9: yeah and even uh today i mean we're cooling off a little bit still having uh, some cloud cover but the dew points will be dropping and it doesn't look like it'll be very humid uh over the next couple of days even though we'll have those warmer temperatures heading our way too so yeah this is couldn't ask for better hay making weather
2: oh well, that's for sure and Planting is going on, but uh, a lot of dust out there.
9: Yes, yes there is, and it doesn't look like we'll get uh, too much uh, relief from that because we'll be staying dry. Now today, mostly cloudy. We do have a clear sky at the moment, but clouds will be rolling in later this morning and keep us on the cooler side with highs only into the upper 60s, dipping to the upper 40s tonight under a partly cloudy sky. Sunshine returns for tomorrow, low 70s, and that sunshine takes us all the way through at least the middle of next week, Friday into the mid-70s, Saturday upper 70s, Sunday getting into the low 80s, of course, all with widespread sunshine. Memorial Day itself is starting to heat up, getting into the mid-80s, and yeah, overnight lows even into the low 60s. Tuesday itself, mostly sunny, and uh, getting into the mid to upper 80s, and that could spark a chance at a uh, pop-up shower or storm, but for the most part, most of the day is looking dry as of right now. Again, a mainly clear sky, though we do have some haze and a temperature of 56 degrees no Eau Claire.
2: Still some of that Canadian smoke flying around, huh?
9: Yeah, it's something that uh, we've gotten used to recently.
2: Yeah, we certainly have, that's for sure. Thank you, sir. You bet. Have a good one, Bob. There he goes, Mike Dandrea over there at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather forecast courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. And uh, let's catch up with some of our local news this morning as yeah. Morgan McCarthy is uh, in the newsroom, and we're going to hear from her in just a minute, as we said, looking at our weather and news.
3: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up in Adam and with us
2: this morning, and are you excited about the news that... DeSantis is going to run for president. We're in presidential politics and it's a year and a half away. Gee,
6: what a surprise.
2: Uh, right? Uh, must be money in it, huh?
6: Yeah, you think a couple dollars or two, kind of like the oil industry? Oh, yeah, a lot I of people so. crunching those numbers well, thinking, that, hey, that doesn't add up. Does
2: I well? know. What do you got to crunch for us?
6: Well, we're going to have headlines that keep us pretty close to our area to begin. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We're going to start with an update from Monroe County. A deputy there out of a job after his canine partner died from heat earlier this month. Sheriff's Office yesterday said Detective Alex Moss resigned from the department. He'd been on administrative leave since his canine partner Colt died from heat last week. The dog was rushed to the vet Monday, May 10th, after being locked in the car, though he never recovered. Vernon County Sheriff's Office and Juneau County DA's office now helping with that investigation as it continues. Looking closer here to our area, police in Chippewa Falls fed up with a mess at the Chippewa Falls Senior Center left by illegal dumpers. Police Chief Matthew Kelm was on socials yesterday. Maybe you saw this on Facebook as he warned thieves or would-be thieves and dumpers that they're going to step up patrols. Now, the Senior Center hosts a scrap drive every year as a fundraiser, but the chief says it's turned into more of a dumping ground. People leaving everything from old couches to unwanted junk and to make matters worse, they're stealing the scrap that is valuable. They're going to keep an eye on this and we'll keep you posted as it unfolds. When it comes to looking at your phone, if you don't recognize the number, you think that's spam? Well, they want to hit end call. Wisconsin joins a lawsuit against a telemarketer accused of unleashing billions of robocalls. Attorney General Josh Call yesterday said the state is looking to hold Avid Telecom and its owner accountable. Avid Center transmitted more than 7.5 billion robocalls to people on the do not call list. That was between December of 2018 and then January of this year. Every state in the union except for Alaska is part of that lawsuit as well. Well, we peek across the border, and it seems that uh, it's not just purple anymore with the Vikings. There's some green going on in Minnesota. What could pot legalization mean for our area? 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster looks closer. State Representative David St- We're going to look at that a little bit more.
8: Police in Eau Claire yesterday said with legal weed now just an hour or so away, more marijuana could find its way into the city. Minnesota became the 23rd state in the nation to legalize pot on Monday when the governor signed that new law. Eau Claire Police reminded everyone yesterday that marijuana possession is still illegal in Wisconsin. I'm John DeMaster.
6: And sure, we have those mosquitoes, and maybe you've been swatting a few of those skeeters so far, and we're picking ticks, but we don't have rattlesnakes. You know who does, though? California, and turns out, the weather warming up there means they're coming out. And the odds may be in your favor. According to
7: the Natural History Museum in L.A., you're eight times more likely to die from a TV falling on you than getting bitten by a rattlesnake. Now some scary things. They can strike you at a distance of two-thirds their total body length, but you can outrun them. They top out at five miles an hour. They can swim and they can bite you even when they're dead. If you are bitten, there's anti-venom, but it costs $20,000 a vial. You'll need as many as 20. Animal Control says to keep snakes away, spray ammonia, vinegar, or cinnamon. They don't like those smells. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News
6: Radio. Maybe we'll stick with our skeeters here in Wisconsin. And if you're swatting, <laughs> then we'll head back to the barn with Bob Bolsold, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on West.
2: $20,000 a vial?
6: Right? I didn't realize Whoa. that either. And I didn't realize they could bite you when they are dead. It's they're just keeping a uh, fear alive in people, aren't they? Boy,
2: I guess so. Some of those critters that we don't have—I saw another story. Some guy somewhere—I just caught the tail end of it. Got attacked by—I don't know—alligator or something. Took one of his arms off. He said, "Well, could have been worse." Wow! <laughs> what an attitude, huh? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, oh boy, have a good one, Morgan. You too, Bob. All right, there goes Morgan McCarthy
3: in the newsroom this morning here on WAC. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, let's get to more of our farm news because we've got more cropping news. And uh, this story about winter wheat, I was a little bit surprised, Joe. What is it?
0: Well, in spite of the fact that this week's crop progress report rates, Wisconsin's winter wheat crop is 84% good to excellent, the crop is expected to be smaller this year. New USDA numbers show winter wheat yields will total 17 million bushels this summer, down 9% from the 18.7 million bushels of last year. Yields are forecast to be 71 bushels an acre, down 7 bushels from a year ago. Farmers seeded 240,000 acres to winter wheat, the same as a year ago. Kansas will again harvest the biggest winter wheat crop this year at 191 million bushels, but that's down from last year's crop of 244 million bushels. Also down across the state is the amount of hay stored on farms. In the first on the 1st of May there were 560,000 tons in storage, down 11% from a year ago with disappearance up slightly in the December through May period. Nationally hay stocks fell to 14.5 million tons, the second lowest since 1950.
2: And uh, more reasons why high hay prices, expensive feed, and the beef herd is down. So, again, the circle all comes around. And uh, a lot of, uh, lot of explanations when you look at all the factors involved of uh, what's happening. 57 degrees. We're getting about 67 today as uh, we continue through beef month. It's May in Wisconsin, and it's
3: not bad either. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona.
10: Choice Beastiers, Shares first $1.45 to $1.72. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar forty five to a dollar sixty eight. High yielding choice and prime holstein steers dollar fifty two to a dollar fifty nine. We have top of a dollar sixty fifty. Choice holstein steers dollar forty-five to a dollar fifty one. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar forty-four and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from a dollar five to a dollar seventeen. We have top of a dollar eighteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from eighty five to a dollar four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from eighty four and down. Organic market from Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar thirty to a dollar. Forty-one. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1. twenty-nine and down. Cull bulls sold from dollar to $1. twenty. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $180 to $310 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $180 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $270 to $525 per head. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, May 26th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
3: Keeping it Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's
2: get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him and with us. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, what's the deal? You are you help, uh, what is that, your son-in-law or somebody make hay. You guys got any to do yet?
11: Well, he'll be making his a little bit later on, but now uh, the neighbor up the road will be there. I've been informed that they're going to cut their hay next week sometime, depending upon the weather, of course. So we'll be out there raking for him and. Get get the fresh air going, but boy, I tell you what, the uh, there's you know the surface is dry, a lot of dust I, uh, and stuff, but there's a lot of moisture in the ground, so this hay is really growing.
2: Oh boy, it really is, and uh, that's good to get moisture in the ground for the seeds and uh, shoot the hay out of the ground with the heat. Good stuff. Hey, what's uh, going on? How good has it been over at the Stratford Tail Barn so far this week?
11: Well, Bob, the markets are holding good, and we'll recap that for you uh, and the rest of the folks. Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start out with the organic market. Uh, We sell organic market cattle every Tuesday here at Equity Stratford on the high-yielding certified organic cows in yesterday's auction, 146 to 159, lower-yielding organic cows, 142 and below. On the conventional type cows, continue to be strong this week, higher-yielding Fleshier Holstein cows, ninety-eight, up to a top of a dollar eighteen and a half. Most of the cows this week, so far, are selling between seventy-four and ninety-seven. Your thinner cows, like carcass cows, seventy-two and below, both trade your better quality bulls mostly from a uh, dollar to a dollar fifteen. Lighter weight bulls, ninety-five and below. Calf market continues to be strong. Uh, uh, Most of the calves sold on Monday. These good quality Holstein bull calves selling from 150 to 350, topping at 375. Heifer calves earlier in the week from 50 up to a top of 160. And your good quality beef calves, 275 to 550. Uh, Again, they topped earlier in the week at 560. And we'll have an update on the Fed cattle, although we did have some uh, very fancy Holstein steers on Monday. sell up to 155 to 160, high choice and prime grade. But we'll have more to say about those tomorrow. We'll see a lot of fed cattle today, and we have talked about today's sale. We'll get on the way this morning with the uh, uh, fed cattle, market cows, market bulls, baby calves, sheep, hogs, and goats. Feeder cattle today will be at 1230. And, again, folks, I know most folks are on the field busy. If you want to, uh, need some feeder cattle or whatever, just, uh, get a hold of us at Cattle USA. You can bid on that, uh, that way if you want some feeder cattle because feeder cattle market has been strong. So, and tomorrow tomorrow our sale does start at 11 o'clock for marketing day, market cattle, baby calves, etc. tomorrow that will begin start at 11. And again, uh, Memorial Day is coming up next week, uh, Monday, May 29th. Equity Stratford will be closed. I believe I said yesterday we would be open to take livestock. However, we will not be open at all on Monday, so our Our employees can enjoy the day with their families. We'll open bright and early Tuesday next uh, Tuesday at 6 a.m. to take your livestock. So just a note there, I want to clarify that. And, again, our next uh, feeder cattle sale, of course, will be today. Our next dairy sale will be June 6th, and we do have a complete herd dispersal for that sale. More information on our website. encourage you folks to take a look at that. We also have a consignment of organic spring and heifers. A lot of stuff going on this time of the year, Bob, but uh, uh, like I keep saying every morning, you know, folks, do be careful on the road because there's a lot of machinery out there and a lot of road construction, and I I know folks that are in this area, uh, traveling Highway 29, uh, boy, a lot of work on 29, so if you could find an alternate route, probably be a good idea, so anyway, with that, Bob, we'll turn it back to you.
2: All right, we'll take her, sir. You have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you, Bob. You bet. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's brought to you by the folks at Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. Looking at the Board of Trade, it was, uh, boy, traders not sure which way to take these markets. Beans were down a little bit of a fun sell-off yesterday. Corn nervous with the planning progress. More cancellations from China. Now four orders canceled so far. Overnight July corn down a penny at five seventy six. The oats up four at three twenty five. July wheat down for at six eighteen. Soybeans down one to two at thirteen twenty. Soybean meal down a dollar ten at four hundred five dollars and thirty cents. Taking a look at the country elevators today.
0: Northside elevator, loyal location, corns at five fifty-eight with soybeans at twelve seventy-eight. In Arcadia, corns at five sixty-four with soybeans at twelve ninety-two. Wheat and grain, Chippe Falls and Connorsville location, corns at Five forty six with soybeans at twelve
2: eighty four, and on the DTM screen, corn at Golden Plump today is five seventy, at uh, Baldwin five thirty four in the corn, twelve seventy one in the beans. Durant is also five thirty four in the corn, their beans at twelve sixty six. Mondovi and Elmwood five thirty eight in the corn, twelve seventy one on the beans. Fall Creek the corn is five twenty four, beans twelve forty six at Osseo five fifty one in on the corn, soybeans twelve seventy one. Elk Mound five forty four and twelve seventy six down at Sparta. 562 for the corn, 1252 on the beans, Ellsworth 524 and 1246, ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville 575, Stanley 576, New Richmond grain facility 572, barrel cheese unchanged 151 and a half, blocks up five and a quarter yesterday to 165 and a quarter, butter down a cent and a quarter at 243 and three quarters, May class three unchanged 1621, June up 23 at 1655, July up 18, at 1694, August and September, both down a penny. August 1772, September 1853. A little cooler day today, but still pretty nice. 67 for the high, then 70s and 80s as we get to the rest of the week and through the weekend. Again, if you're out and about, be careful. Bicycles, motorcycles, ATVs, tractors, choppers,
3: a lot of things are on the road. So be careful, but enjoy the weather.